This is Mike Wall. Welcome back to another episode of the Agent Revolution podcast presented by Mike Wall Live, the place where we deconstruct the biggest challenges facing today's real estate agents so that they can build a sustainable, profitable, and most of all, fulfilling real estate business. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. I'm joined by renowned real estate coach, Hank. And we're talking about how you can fall in love with lead generation if that is possible. Right, Hank? <laughs> it was fun when we were talking about it. It's... Um... Yeah, I think a lot of people make it more difficult than what it needs to be. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I can't wait to dig in. Don't forget, you can get absolutely free real estate business training. In fact, we have eight hours worth of free real estate business training over at MikeWallLive.com. Hank, are you ready to rock, man? Let's go. Let's do it, man. So before we jump into today's topic, let's just get a little bio on you, man. <laughs> All right, where do you want to start? You want the 30-second version or uh, the three-minute version? Well, we got 45 minutes, man. So three minutes is good. All right. Well, we'll make it quick. So April 1st, 1998, I bought my first rental property after winning a national championship playing junior hockey. So I win at what I do. And I had uh, 42 rental properties by the age of 22, went bankrupt by 25. I've written mortgages. I've had a real estate team. I've been a buyer's agent. Um, you name it. I've run a market center. I've been a bold coach having 600 flights. Um, had a kid have open heart surgery 11 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, my whole life has been in real estate. And um, so, yeah, I, I, it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. A life full of experiences, which uh, are, you know, the building block for learning, right? Right. Yeah. All of them have all those experiences. The ups and downs have been pivotal to to the and, and I don't say this loosely. I truly have an incredibly awesome life. And, and if I hadn't gone through all that stuff, I don't know that I would be in a spot where um, I'd be as happy as I am today. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And, and you know, most anybody I talk to that's having any level of success um, has a past, right? And what I mean by that is they've gone through trials and tribulations that have molded and shaped them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and the reality is it sucks going through it yet. Um, like we wouldn't be here talking today if my son didn't go through open heart surgery because at the time my wife and I were married, you know, between five and seven years, already had a toddler. I was, I was working 20 hour days and um, I was ripped out of the business when he, when, cause we didn't know before he was born and then we were getting ready to leave the hospital and they said, your kid has to have open heart surgery. And it was like, Whoa. And it, and it was at that moment I was like, Oh my gosh, I really screwed up because if I can't show up, my clients are let down. Um, not only are my clients let down, I stopped getting paid. And, and I made a decision at that moment. I'm like, you know what? Um, this will never happen again because I was really good at making money. However, um, we were only 90 days out. Like we were only as good as the next 90 days. And I said, at some point, I won't have to show up to make money. And, you know, Mike, it, it took 10 or 11 years, but my wife and I now have our freedom number and we make more, more money and have more cash set aside where we really don't have to do anything anymore. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And obviously you are uh, a renowned coach within the industry. You've been a bold coach. Um, you've, you've, you know, you've coached some of the top agents around the United States. And uh, I know you'll deliver a lot of value today. Today's topic, man, is, um, and I just think this is an ideal time to have this discussion because I know everybody's evaluating um, their, their 2020 right now. Right. And, and I know some people are, you know, um, you know, they're, they're, they're blaming the pandemic and, and, you know, they didn't have a good year. And, you know, the reality it is, is if you, the, the, I guess the, the scary part of that, man, is that that's those excuses are validated by society and, and even your closest peers and, and loved ones. Uh, so it gets really dangerous 
uh, when you're having that discussion. But the reality of it is, it's like, if you want that to be the reason why you didn't succeed, well, then you're right, right? And if you use that as a fuel uh, or as a fire to go out and crush your goals in 2020 and you had the best year of your life, then you're right. Um, and I know lead generation is a big part of that. And today's topic was, you know, falling in love with lead generation. And I say that loosely because it's always been one of those things where people show up, they know they should lead generate, right? They know it. Uh, they know to scale a business uh, in any industry, you have to lead generate or you or you don't make money. And yet they show up and they don't do it, right? Day after day, right? And, you know, one day turns into two, turns into four, turns into, you know, 30 days where you didn't lead generate and you just made excuses or you prioritize um, you prioritize things in your business that really don't, they don't move the meter for you. But why do you think, well, first of all, explain to me your thoughts on why you think lead generation is, is important in real estate. Well, and, and, and I think, so I have this tattooed on my forearm and you'll see math versus drama. So I think lead generation can fall into a lot of different, um, it, it's such a broad, a broad topic, right? So yeah. I believe that uh, there's activities that you need to do to get predictable results. And a lot of times what people want to do is choose significance over sales, where I'll argue that your sales should give you the significance. Um, and, and oftentimes what we do is we avoid, um, we avoid doing what we know we need to do because we're spoiled little brats and we act like children. Yeah, it's a great point, man. And when you mean significance over sales, what, what I know where my head goes when you say that, but what do you mean by that? Well, we do what makes us feel good. So um, whether that's going to a 501 party because we need to network or whatever the case may be, you know, we haven't identified what moves the needle to use your word. Um, you know, I've, I've tattooed my business principles all over me just to show like the stuff works. And so one of the things I wanted for us to talk to today is our, what I call my success code. And this is how I built all my businesses, because when you get into a business, you need a skill set, right? right. Um, and when you're talking lead generation, if you don't have a high skill set, you got to do a lot more than maybe somebody like you and me that have been in the business for quite some time. We got to do less lead generation because we have a larger skill set. Sure. So in phase one of anything, you got to get skill set, time on task and experimentation to figure out what are the activities that you do in order to get a victory. Because once you get a victory and you get confidence, that's where things really start to click. Because if you have somebody that says the scripts exactly with the wrong energy, they're going to have less success than the person that has the right energy and, and is, is presenting their lead generation. And that all comes from having confidence. So you know, when it comes to lead generation, I think oftentimes what people want to do is they want to get rich quick. They want to go to the gym and get the six pack abs. Right. And the reality is it's time on task over time and in doing it long enough to actually see results. And then it's just a formula. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. And, you know, when you we, I talked about in, in the marketing remarks today, just, you know, making a commitment. And obviously that's part of it. How do you think mindset plays into that, though? It's everything. It's everything. Right now, I'm doubling down on mindset because everybody's mindset is being challenged right now because we have decision fatigue. See, you know, a lot of people, I, I'm not I'm not the sharpest pencil of the bunch. I've read a couple hundred books. Um, if somebody's done something, I just go and do what they did. I don't try to overthink it. And the reality is right now we're making way too many decisions. So I think people are getting decision fatigue. And, and so when we look at mindset, um, you know, how do you look at things? I mean, if you've got a good mindset, I had a really, can we say shitty on here? Yeah, absolutely. Man. 
I had a really shitty week. I got unfriended from one of a personal friend of mine for many years. Um, our lake house that we were selling fell apart last minute. The election was going on. It was like a really shitty week yet. Mike, what do you think the chances are? I actually followed my schedule and just did what I was supposed to do to hit my results. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. You know why? Because if I have a problem, don't create more problems by being a child. Right. And I keep going back and it's not to shame people yet. Most of us treat our business at a lower level than what I, we would expect a child to do it. So every hour since January 1st, 2016, I've tracked. So I've tried to outwork stupid. I've worked more 20 hour days than eight hour days. And, and the reality was, was I could only get so much done. So when I switched and I started my own company, I said, I'm going to work 815 to two and I'm going to have a call and book a call every single day. So here's my business formula, 50, 25, one. I got to get 50 people a day to see me. Now, it doesn't mean that they're all going to be positive. Some people are like, Hank's an asshole. That's okay. They're not going to be neutral because what happens is then you go and remember when we used to shake hands with people? Yeah. <laughs> you ever shake someone's hand and you're like, you're a motherfucker. Like just shaking their hand, you can tell that they're just not a good person. Yeah. Or you shake someone's hand and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm married. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like it's an exchange of energy. So from there, we're looking to have five conversations a day if we're on goal. When I talk conversations, it's not, hey, Mike, how's the weather? It's, Hey, Mike, do you have any kids? Yeah. Have you had any go through like open heart surgery or anything crazy? No. See, well, now here's I, I take that back. I have a I have a 17-year-old with autism that was diagnosed when he was two. Oh, so you know what it's like to have a child that's quote unquote not normal and all you want him to be is normal. Correct. And there's some awesomeness that comes along with that. And, and I'm, I'm going through this very quickly yet. My goal is to connect with another human being one time a day. Now, let's look at the math behind this. If you have 50 people a day see you, that's 18,000 over the course of the year. If you're not neutral, you'll attract and repel. You have real conversations. If I have one conversation a day where the other human being can see me as a human being and will remember where we were when we had that conversation, now all of those people know 100 people. So this is where it comes down to Zig Ziglar, help enough people get what they want. You'll get everything that you want because of the law of reciprocity. If you have 365 people where you've touched their life, you now have advocates out there looking to repay you. And when I say repay you, it's because people want to help other people. It's one of the best feelings in the world. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. So I think oftentimes what we do is we just make things too difficult because we romanticize about relationships, friendships, how many things we can be good at, and everything gets watered down. I'm real clear right now. I do family great. I do business great. Everything else, I'm average at best. That's why yeah. I got unfriended by a friend. That was my personal friend for quite some time. My capacity right now as a business owner and as a father and a husband that isn't naturally a good father and husband that's all I can handle and be great at it. If I wanted to be good at three things, I could add another thing in. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about the formula again and then showing up neutral. What does that mean? So for example, I wear a hat backwards. I've cussed a little bit. Right away, some people are going to judge me because I cussed. Well, the reality is that's not neutral. Real estate coaches back when I started, nobody was wearing a hat. Nobody was dropping F-bombs. And, and it allowed me to stand out in a very noisy industry. Now, I've since decided to dial back the F-bombs because of our next pillar post. And my wife and I have uh, discovered freedom. So now it's about helping others. So I'm going to um, hurt. That's a whole other strategy. But let's <laughs> not 
Yet by not being neutral, for example, if you're a racist and I find out, we can't be in relationship. If you're sure. homophobic and I find out, we can't be in relationship. Right. If if you're not a good husband and a good father, we can't be in relationship. And and I have pretty high standards around me because you know what? Um, it's tough to be married. I love my wife. And at the same breath, I can't have bad influences around me because you are the sum of the people that you meet. So I'm pretty new. I'm pretty, I'm not neutral about what's important to me. So if you say something, I had someone in my house a couple of years back, this had, you know, those Mexicans. I said, what? He goes, you know, those Mexicans. I said, and I'll change the name. No, Dan, I don't understand those Mexicans and you might as well leave. And he goes, well, come on, Hank, you know, I'm just no, no, that's not okay. You're in my house. You're not going to talk that way and you need to leave. And, and the reality is I've made very clear stances and some people like that. Some people don't like that. Yeah. And, and when you do that, what happens is some people are turned off by that. And some people are like, gosh, it's so nice to not have somebody be salesy. So nice to have somebody that just, you know, I got nothing to sell. I want to help you. And if you can't handle the fact that I drop an F-bomb, like there's no hidden agenda here. Here's what I want to do. I want to help you. Yeah. And and that's that's authenticity at, at the highest level too. Yeah, because so many people are worried about looking good and being right. And right. I, I recently did a speech where I took my hat off and I said, hey, I've been bankrupt. I took my shirt off and I said, I've been in marriage counseling most of my marriage. I took my pants off and I said, I've been bankrupt. I took my socks off and I said, my kid had open heart surgery. And I did the whole speech up there. My back wasn't even shaped. <laughs> and I was like, if all of you would just give up looking good and being right and just show up authentically. And, and if you can serve people, serve them. And if you can, then don't try to sell them. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you this, man, because, you know, people say people know they should lead generate. Right. And, and, and what I mean by that specifically is I'm talking about as it relates to calling leads, right? Calling leads. Yep. And um, people know they should do it. Uh, they know it's it's a critical component of a well-balanced real estate business, yet they choose not to do it. Tell me why that is. Uh, switch cost. They haven't made the pain of not doing it greater than the pain of doing it. And and I'll, I'll share a quick story with you. When I met my wife, I was in the middle of going through my bankruptcy. I was living on a lake. And our first day was at my lake house. I made her steaks. And I mean, it looked like I was balling. Yeah. Well, about... I actually knew I wanted to marry my wife after the first date. And about four or five dates in, I said, hey, I need to come clean on something. And I said, everything that you see is is going away. And if you don't want to be with me, I get it. And and she she was she said, if you think I'm with you because of your money, you don't know me. And she actually my wife doesn't swear. She actually said an F-bomb in that. And the reality was at that moment, I said, you know what? I will always provide for you. And so I, I, I realized that if I couldn't provide for my wife, I would self-sabotage it so she could go find a real man. Like one of my definitions of being a man is providing for your family. And if I can provide, another man should step in. And I'm not saying this should be anybody else's. This is mine. So I, in every position that I've ever had, I identified my one thing that I needed to do that made everything else easier or necessary. And back when I did this... Um, it was two ten forty. John Davis, two appointments a day, ten appointments a week. And so I'd come home and and I taught my five year old a script. And he would ask me, he go, he would come to the door, and I mean, let's face it, your five year old's always excited to see you, no matter how bad your day was. He runs up and he go, Daddy, 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 and give me a big hug. And then he'd look up and I taught him this script. Daddy, did you get your two appointments today? And if I said yes, 
he got to take, remember the Blackberry? Oh, yeah. He got to take my Blackberry and turn it off. <laughs> and if I said, no, here's what he said to me. Daddy, what came up today with that was more important than mommy and Charlie and I? Oh, Man, no. How do you answer that? Yeah. So what I did was I future paced what it would like be if I came home enough times doing that, what it would be like, because at the time we were living in a 1200 square foot condo to go build our home. Mm-hmm. Well, we were supposed to be in that condo for two years and it ended up being five. And I played through the scenario of coming home, having, I'm not going to cry during this because I used to all the time, but I don't it's feel okay, like man. let it go. The reality was, was we were either going to move into the house that we were building mm-hmm. or if I didn't do the one thing that I needed to do, we were going to move out because we couldn't afford the condo. And if we had to move out because we couldn't afford the condo, I knew I wouldn't be moving with them. Yeah. So I went through what it was like to go down on my knee, meet my son at his eyes and say that today's moving day, but daddy's not moving with you. And I played out that scenario in my head, what it was like to split time with my kids. And if you're divorced, don't take this as like, I'm shaming you or anything like that. This is about me and my story and what I wanted. And I decided I would never have that conversation with my kids mm-hmm. because in my mind, as long as I'm providing them, as long as I'm showing up and being the man that I need to be, the dad, the father, and, and doing all that stuff, I wouldn't because I had that conversation in reality and it was real. I just said, fuck it. All I've got to do is make two appointments a day. So, I mean, I used to dial a hundred dials an hour. I would talk to 20 people of which maybe four or five were nice. I'd get one appointments for every two appointments. I'd list a home. So, I mean, when you know your numbers, it's like, okay, how do you make the pain of not doing greater than the pain of doing it? And then you do it. And then here's the key. You do a good job, take care of people. At some point, you don't have to lead generate. All you have to do is not get in destructive abundance. So you end up doing a shitty job. And that's where real estate agents end up going like this because more, 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 more is the answer. So now I get another tattoo. Subtraction leads to multiplication. Everybody wants to just do more deals. Well, you do more deals. And then what happens is you don't deliver the quality service. Then your referrals slow up. Or then you do buyer agent math, you bring in a buyer's agent and then, you know, they're not hanking. And and, and I've, I've seen the business. Here's the magic formula. Two listings, one of which is a buyer. That's 24 deals a year. You get better and better and better by going through the success code. You work 20 hours a week and then you bring in other revenue streams. And then when you bring in other revenue streams, you have real businesses because you won't be able to sell your real estate business. Like 1% of 1% do. The reality is you need to take that income and go invest in other streams so that you get fuck you money. Yeah. 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 Sorry. You know, I got four up bombs this episode. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. That's real, man. I love it. And, and, you know, it makes me think, though, that, and I had this conversation with an agent in our office yesterday because I, 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 I honestly, I hate the word success. I hate it. I think it's just a really ambiguous word. I mean, if you could successfully be a couch potato, right? I mean, yeah. you could sit at home, watch TV, eat chips, and, you know, if that was your goal, you could be a success, right? And, so reality of it is you should you should chase not success, you should chase your goals. And and I I always felt like, you know, oftentimes maybe people aren't willing to change because they're hap- they're actually happy where they're at. And yeah. and and they feel like they, they're getting pressure from the industry in what they think success should look like, and they're not really interested in that. And and so, but they feel shame, right? Because they have to come into our office at the end of the day and they have to say, you know, I didn't make my dials. And, and the reality of it is, is after this goes on for so long, you know, maybe it's time for an honest conversation that, hey, either, you know, this industry's not for you or, hey, 
great. You're exactly where you want to be. And that's awesome too. You know what I mean? And we, we, we got to dial back the pressure on, you know, getting you to be somebody that you're not. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I, I think it's about pushing on pain points and, and having real conversations with people. And it's not up to Mike or myself on what success looks like to you. Where I have a challenge is when audio doesn't match video. And, and one of the reasons why I created 36 to Life was we were being pushed. Like only thing that's celebrated in our industry is volume, gross numbers. Yet I know a lot of the top people that were up on stage and I'm like, they haven't paid their taxes in three years yet. We're, we're painting them as something that we want to be like. They're miserable. Yeah. And so when we look at this, I think success is, is your audio match and video. What do you want out of life? Like, yeah. Mike, my life is awesome. As long as I'm making 30 grand plus a month, I'm going to choose productivity, which is achieving the same outcome with less energy, less effort, less unpredictability, less risk, less exposure. And I'll choose net life over more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's my great. life. I mean, my life is, and, and this this is going to sound cliche, my life's as perfect that, as it could be in in the stage of life that we're in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just truly is. Why? Because here's here's what I do. Mike, you and I know how to make money. Fair? Yeah. yeah. We've had cash flow challenges over the years. I've yeah. solved my cash flow problem. Once you don't have an income problem, you solve your cash flow problem, meaning you can look 12 months out instead of 12 days out, then here's what you do. You referee your life, relationships, energy, finances. I take care of my relationships, make sure I have good energy while doing it. And I don't have to worry about the finances because I'm not an idiot. And then I just follow my schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, so walk me through the exercise that somebody would use to create that, that, uh, that uh, significant um, accountability as, a, you know, when you were talking about your son, like that's, that's so powerful, man. And it's like, yet I think that, you know, maybe people fail to create um, they fail to create a situation which actually drive or is impactful enough to drive that uh, that action, right? And so, yeah. how do you talk to somebody about doing that? Like, what do you what what are the steps to do that? Well, first, you got to see how people are motivated, and most people are motivated by avoiding pain. And then you've got to look at okay, what's important to them in life, and it takes some time, and you got to dial back, and it's usually not what comes um, across on the surface level. So, for example, what's the pain of not doing the activity that you're doing? And, and let's say they want to make 120 grand. Well, if you don't make 120 grand, so what? And they're like, well, blah, 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 blah. You got to get deeper. And what's the real pain around not doing something? So for example, my kids will not wipe my ass. So if I don't take care of myself financially, if I don't do things to set up, I'm going to be a burden on my kids. And that's not going to happen. It's just not. And so I picture what it's like for my son to be with his wife or husband or whatever he wants, worried about dad because dad wasn't an adult and I didn't do the things that I needed to do. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And so, you know, I have other people when we look at it, we allocate how many hours they want to work and we, we make we figure out what their hour is worth in their schedule. And if they choose not to do it, we make them burn the money, like literally take that. OK, I'm going to choose to go dink around. And I, so I get to go in front of my family, take a couple hundred bucks and go psh, and burn it. How many times do you think somebody has to burn money, a couple hundred bucks in front of their family before their family is like, what are you doing? I only volunteer 10 percent of my time, Mike. You, yeah. you know, Dave Kennard. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave reached out to me when he was joining the company and I had three retreats um, in a row. And he goes, Hank, we have a conversation. I said, Dave, no problem. I'd love to talk to you. What about you? He goes, I'm thinking about joining EXP. I said, perfect. 
who are you talking to? He goes, Gene Frederick. I said, oh my gosh, there's nobody that knows anything more than Gene. I don't know what I'm going to tell you, but listen to him. I said, I'll send you a link. He goes, Hank, you're three weeks out. I said, yeah, Dave, that's when I have time to talk with you. He goes, I need to talk this week. I said, perfect. I'll send you a link. He goes, Hank, that's a link for a thousand bucks. I'm like, yeah, you want to talk to me. I'm happy to do that. Yet you also want it important. And now, so you're going to pay me a thousand bucks. I've already given up my volunteer time. Yeah. And he's like, I'll pass. So then he walks in the influencers group as the president of the company. I was like, oh shit, here we go. And I was like, Dave, we good? He goes, yeah, you're good. You were willing to give me time. However, you also had parameters around it. And 90% of my time, I hold accountable for a result. Yeah. The other 10% is volunteer time. What yeah. would people look like if they just actually freaking worked when they said they were working? Right. Right. And, and yet, I mean, people, like it, we get into uh, a situation where, I mean, people, it's not even that they don't work. It's that, I mean, it's, or it, they're not showing up at all on any type of consistent basis. You know what I mean? And that really, you know, and, and, and to me, that just, I try not to look through my lens anymore. I try to look through their lens. And, I, you know, I, I think, you know, also we want to get people in touch with their why. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you in this industry um, and getting really deep and connected to that? Because that also will drive activity. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you want it more. Oftentimes you want it more for, for them than they do for themselves. Yep. And. And, you know, I used to get all worked up about that. And, you know, I've helped a lot of people win and I've had other people lose. And at the end of the day, um, you can bring a horse to water. You can, you, you've heard that before. At yeah. the end of the day, some will, some won't, so what? And, and all you can do is lead by example. And, and, you know, I have a litmus test. Hey, I bet you, Mike, if both you and I pulled up our schedules, our schedules would show what our priorities are. Sure, sure. And, and I bet if we looked at our schedule for the next week, our next weeks are already scheduled out, aren't they? Like there's no, we don't have to think about what we're doing. We just show up and do what's in our schedule and we're going to get predictable results. Glenn Sanford reached out to me a little while back and he's like, Hey, can you call it talk at two o'clock? I said, Nope, I got an opening at four. He goes, okay, perfect. How many people would have told Glenn Sanford? No, I, because here's the thing that would have been significant to me just saying yes to Glenn. And oftentimes what we do is we say yes to things. Cause we're like, well, I can't go to the beach with my family on Saturday because this is a $600,000 listing and I have to take it yet. They're only using you for CMA. Yeah. See, the reality is we want to justify things because it makes us feel significant or actually we're actually doing it when half the stuff that we do isn't actually going to lead to any results. All it's yeah. doing is feeling our significance. Yeah. Yeah. So the big question becomes then, Hank, is there any way, I, you know, I, I said it, um, Kind of tongue in cheek, but is there is there really any way if we're connecting it to pain, is there or if we're connecting it the pain to um, the act of not doing it, is there any way to fall in love? If that makes sense, is there any way to is there really any way to actually fall in love with lead generation? Yeah, there's some people that do. I mean, and and again, it goes back to mindset because you know, however you look at it, you're either moving towards pleasure or moving away from pain. And yet you can look at switch costs and, and there's layers deeper. So at the end of the day, when you have confidence in something, do you love doing it? So for example, I don't, have you ever called expireds? Sure. Built my business so this, on. Okay. There you go. So can you remember back when you first started calling that, that lump in your throat, how nervous you were? Oh yeah. I mean, I was, maybe you were a natural, but I remember I was calling for Chris Heller's team on the West Coast because as a team leader, I wasn't making the money that I needed to make. So I was circle prospecting for Chris. And the guy goes, you, Chris Heller, I got you. I'm going to nail you. And I was like, no, you don't. You got Hank Abing from Kalamazoo, Michigan. He goes, dude, what time is it there? I go, 
1130 at night. He goes, why are you calling? I said, I don't want my wife to have to go back to work. I'm not getting it done during the day. And I got to figure out a way that my wife can stay home with our kids. And I'm sorry. Didn't yeah. mean to bother you. The reality is once you have confidence and you know that you're helping people, I used to go in my mind when I would door knock, you know, there's going to be 99 people pissed off at me, yet there's going to be a single mom that needs an agent that cares. So if I got to inconvenience 99 people to find that single mom, because my mom was a single mom, my wife's mom was a single mom because her dad died by suicide. Like I just paint the picture of who I'm going to help. And if I got to deal with some, some people who are having a bad day, then so be it. Right, right. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. And, and I, I, I really love talking about stuff like this because I just, I really think that, and again, the timing is great. You, you know, when you, when we were going back and forth on the DMs and Facebook, it was like, you know, let's talk about something that's relevant right now. And I, I truly believe, and I, I don't think there's any time that it's not relevant, but I truly believe it's really relevant right now because I know a lot of people are evaluating um, 2020 and then trying to business plan for the upcoming 2021 year. And they know, you know, they know subconsciously or they know consciously that they that, the, that they even they've not shown up um, uh, like they should in the lead generation or they 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 know that they need to make that a critical component of their business. They've not they've not done it at all. And um, and, and so when you and I have a discussion about something like this, I really hope, you know, people connect to. It's a system. It really is a system. It's it's not something, and I think people they beat themselves up because, you know, they sit down at the phone, right, and they 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 go to make phone calls and they're terrified, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't done any of the. We talked about mindset, right? We talked about getting right in your mind, and, and part of mindset is connecting that to some sort of a. Well, you know, if I don't do this, what is the, you know. What 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 could I what could it what's the cost of not doing this or not showing up right I maybe you know maybe I've got to go get another job uh, or maybe I've got to go back into serving tables uh, or you know like you you know maybe it's maybe I my, my, our kids want to I promised our kids a, a trip to Disney World this year and we're not going to be able to show up and do that and yet no one teaches that right yet it is it is critically important that they get these things in place because those are what create the fire in the belly right the drive for um, for taking action, yet um, they feel the shame when they sit down because they don't go through these exercises and and they do it and then they're terrified and then they make a couple calls, somebody yells at them and then they're done, right? They're just done. And, and, and when we have an episode like this and you really talk about, hey, there's a strategy to lead generation, right? Just do the strategy, do the strategy and you will start to, you know, you'll start to come around to it. And then, you know, some of you may in fact actually fall in love with it. Yeah. It's just a math equation. And so where do you want to focus? So, you know, like with EXP, I was there with EXP for 18 months before I had my first victory when it came to attraction. Yeah. Then I had 95 agents join me within six months. And it's because the reality was I had skill set, time on task, experimentation. Once I got a victory, I got confidence. Yeah. And, and the reality is if you keep going to the gym, you'll end up getting in shape. If you keep lead generating, at some point, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. And then once you feel that pain, you'll never have to feel that pain again. You get an objection, you're like, oh, I feel like an idiot. You go script and role play it, and, and you know how to handle it. There's only so many objections that you're going to get. And at the end of the day, if you're coming from the right place, um, it's just time on task over time. You've seen these brokers at Remax, and I say Remax just because – you know, they have the in the industry, they've been around a long time. They always have really good agents. And you know, that guy that's been selling real estate for 40 years, he trips over 20, 30 deals a year. Why? Because he's been doing it 
over and over and over again. Sure. And everybody wants to be a superstar overnight. And they're like, well, I'm not Hank or I'm not Mike. Mike, I don't know about you. There's a time I went to my father-in-law and borrowed 20 grand. There's a time where I skipped meals or went to meals and, and like I, I didn't sleep. I mean, be careful judging because we didn't get here overnight. We didn't get here without working. I got a tattoo here with an arrow. A lot of times you got to go backwards before you go forwards. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're an agent watching this, get your freaking taxes done. Like seriously, make this the year that you actually get your taxes done by April 15th and be a freaking adult. Because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know when you can risk going after a longer term income or a, a second income. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about um, the move to EXP and when you decided to do that and what drove that. <laughs> Here's what drove it. Uh, when I stepped down being a bolt coach, I was no longer welcome um, in that in that circle because I started my own coaching company. They didn't have an option that would take care of my family because I wasn't going to go backwards in income. And so very quickly, when I stepped down January 1st, 2016, um, I was at EXP by March 1st, 2016. And here's why. I met with uh, Gene Frederick, David Dunlop, and Jason Guessing. And I knew that Gene was way smarter than me. David give, did a solid for me early in my business career. And I said to Jason Guessing, I said, Jason, no one will ever have their thumb on me. I actually dropped an F-bomb there. And, and he goes, Hank, we don't want to be. We like Hank. And here's why I came over. I knew if this thing hit, it was going to hit big. And I just needed somewhere to hang my license. My When I first came over, it wasn't a great experience. Cheryl, before she came over, I said, Cheryl, I don't know if you want to come over because I don't want your business to suffer. She closed four deals in two weeks, eight deals the next 30 days. I had 42 deals and four clients that did it. And my check was enough to make my mortgage payment three times. And I was like, huh? And my wife and I just on um, 1023 of this year, we've decided, you know what? I just gave up my coaching business. No longer take on one-on-one -on -one clients. Yeah. Um, we're giving our coaching away. Why? Because we people say, well, Hank, I'm not a recruiter. I'm not coming to EXP. You don't have to be. Because of the money that I make in retro, I now give my coaching away because information is a commodity. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is an EXP thing or not yet. I don't really care because EXP has given us the freedom that we wanted as entrepreneurs. I can never figure out how to break the code of the recurring income. And that's the key to everything is recurring income, whether you get it through investment properties or digital products or coaching or something. That's the one downside of selling real estate is yeah. how do you get that recurring feature? That's awesome, man. Well, so tell me then, obviously, if you're giving away coaching now, if, if somebody's watching this and they really resonate with what you're saying, how would they go about getting into some free coaching with you. Yep. So we're starting to put everything free on YouTube. And so I'll just, I'll tell you my sales funnel. There's no hidden agenda here. We have a time management summit on Friday at 9 a.m. It's uh, free time management 365. I could sell it and probably make 20 grand by doing it. Yeah. We're giving away because I know 50 people will come. If 50 people come, 20 people will actually show up and do the work and they'll be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh my gosh. Hank didn't try to like an EXP infuse me. No. Five people engage into a conversation because I'm interviewing people by putting on the class. Who do I want to be in a relationship? Who do I want to do life with? And I know one person will join EXP. So rather than trading dollars for hours in, and try to charge people for coaching, I give it to the 50, knowing my math and knowing my lead generation, knowing my numbers, somebody will join EXP, whether it's through me or one of my partners. And that's an income that's now recurring. And so revenue share allows me to do it that way because it's kind of like the Super Bowl. You can watch it on TV for free. Now some people want proximity to people like you and me. 
I mean, if somebody joins you at EXP, they got a lot more proximity than if they don't. Yeah. Fair yeah. or not fair? Very fair. You don't pay for information anymore. YouTube it. You can find anything you want on YouTube. What you pay for is proximity, implementation, and, and access. And, yeah. you know, that's how you get it now. You can't pay me for access. You got to join the company. Yeah, it's so true, man. Well, I just I want to say thank you so much for taking some time out of your day today to join the show and share with the audience. Um, I knew you would deliver some gold, man, and you you absolutely came through. Uh, it's my pleasure. And, and, and you know, it, it might be one of those things like, well, we didn't think this was going to be an EXP thing. No one has their thumb on me. I can make money a lot of different ways. Yeah. It sounds like a commercial because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And you watch in the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to grow by 100,000 agents. Yep. I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more, my man. Well, as usual, I love sharing these stories week after week because I know this show is literally changing agents' financial lives, my own included. Do me a big favor. If you know someone that might enjoy the podcast, please share it with them. And if you like the podcast, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure and subscribe. If you like Coach Hank's episode today, definitely give us a five-star review. And don't forget to visit Mike Wall Live where you can get eight hours worth of absolutely free real estate business training. Thank you. Hank, thank you so much, man. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. My pleasure. All right, my man.